welcome to Quantum Kickflip, a Slug Blaster actual play podcast. I am not Lena. Whoa. Uh, I am Glenna, and I am hosting this episode because we are not playing Slug Blaster. Whoa. But you said a Slug Blaster actual play podcast. I did say that. It was a lie. Uh, no, we are actually going to be doing a little one shot for y'all, and we are going to be playing Fiasco, which is a very fun tabletop RPG that is inspired by works like Coen Brothers movies where lots of silly things happen and uh, big plans go terribly, terribly wrong. I am here with four of my best and funniest friends, and they're going to introduce themselves as well as tell me their favorite Coen Brothers movie. Oh, that's a good one. This is going to be rough for me, who is bad at movies in general. <laughs> Hi, my name is Michael Vetch, and I'm going to get this nice one right out of the way. Big Lebowski all the way. I'll drink a white rush until I die. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a fight over, oh, brother, where art thou? But uh, I, I, my name is Robin, and uh, yeah, I, I'll keep this train of not picking that one going. I like Burn After Reading. I think Brad Pitt might be a career best, that, that performance in that one. And the reveal with George Clooney, god damn, such a good flick. J.K. Simmons at the end, damn. <laughs> uh, hello, my name is uh, David Ray, and I think mine, uh, I, if I'm going to avoid, I was going to go with Burn After Reading, but you took oh. it. So now I'm going to go with uh, No Country for Old Men. Yeah, it's them. Yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that movie? Yes, I have. It's very good. My name is Lena. Hello, it is me, Lena. Uh, someone mentioned a brother where art thou? I saw that movie. I liked that movie. I'm picking that one. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Glenna. And, um, well, I mean, if I'm being honest, probably a brother where art thou as well, but I'm going to say Fargo because Fargo was real good. And I also want to just like do a deep pull for everyone. Anyone watched Barton Fink? Yes. Barton Fink! Barton <laughs> Fink! That's a Simpsons joke. <laughs> but we did watch Barton Fink. It was wild. It, it was, was a weird, weird one. It is the weirdest movie I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, it's very good. I'm glad I watched it. I will never watch it again. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, like I said, we are playing Fiasco, uh, which is a tabletop RPG by a fellow named Jason Morningstar. And it this is copyright 2009, which is like... I know that that's still in the 2000s. It's like newer than D&D, &D, but it still feels... That's like a long time ago still. That's over yeah. a decade ago. Damn. That's wild. Um, yeah, so I'm going to try to explain how the game will work as we go. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll make a little story for everybody. Yeah, and, uh, and shout out to uh, our very own Michael Vetch, who uh, modified the game to be set in the world of Operablum. Uh, I did this. I looked at many play sets online and said... I will change these. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Michael. Of us was going to do it. <laughs> I didn't do it. Yeah. Uh, which brings up a good point. This will be considered, like, I guess canon to the Quantum Kickflip universe, but not necessarily directly resulting in the in the main story of season two. It's like, well, what's going on in the background? What are those interesting things that are happening in the rumblings of the rest of the city? Yeah. Unless it goes too far off the rails and then it's full non-canon, baby. <laughs> oh, and I will edit this out. Dang it. <laughs> we'll or I work it into my next run. <laughs> <laughs> we blow up Web Tower that it's maybe not canon. <laughs> uh, okay, sure. Yeah, that's fair. That's legit. <laughs> 
That's half of the suggestions I wrote. Oh no! <laughs> Web Tower specifically. <laughs> Web Tower blows up. Michael just hates Web Tower. This is all a front to blow up Web Tower. You are a brother yeah. and sister who will blow up Web Tower. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to start the setup uh, where we use the lovely elements that Michael has set up for us in the playset to determine what kind of characters we have that we're going to be working with. So this will be a lot of dice rolling and writing stuff. So probably through editing magic, it'll uh, we'll have more information for you shortly. All right, everyone, we probably cut out a lot of that. But we have figured out uh, relationships and details. So we're just going to go once around the horn and tell you what we have determined before we get into character creation. Robin, do you want to start? Yeah. Uh, so I have a relationship uh, of the past with Lena. Specifically, we had a good thing going until it got too hot. Uh, and we also have a need to steal the latest prototype Trev 14 model. <laughs> uh, yes, Michael and I have a professional relationship of a hollow vid celebrity and bodyguard. We also have an object. It is a style object. Tactical Neuralink Mirror Shades. Uh, between Glenna and myself, uh, the relationship is family, <laughs> if it can be called that, because the uh, defined uh, subset of that is clones. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and uh, connected to this relationship is also a location of the high levels of Kindred in Splish, the high class bar where serious deals go down. Uh, the relationship that I have with Dave is the street. Uh, we are former slash current Slug Blaster crewmates, and we have a need to score enough money to square your debts. And then the relationship I have with Robin, uh, we are both from Web Low, uh, and that is Halloran's Discount Gear, uh, which is a watering hole for gearheads. <laughs> and uh, oh, th and our uh, relationship is a crime relationship uh, from Knacker's Row. Combatant coach and crooked bookie is our. <laughs> I love that so much. Yeah, so now that we have these uh, details and relationships, we can use them to just sort of brainstorm what kind of characters we would be and sort of define and flesh out where we're starting from. So how do we go about defining these characters? So like, do we need to give them names and, and traits and stuff? Uh, yeah, basically just like... Try and figure out, like, okay, my name is Mean Tony, and I... Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> a reference to before we started recording. <laughs> and I am a, a, a criminal... Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> like... <laughs> um, but, like, a name and, like, a general yeah. description, and, and the, the nuts and bolts of, like, our interrelationships will come out in the game. Uh, I am playing Zuri Glup, they, them pronouns. Uh, and your occupation? Uh, bodyguard? Bodyguard, yes. Uh, I am playing T1L1, also known as Teely, stage name Tempo. Uh, I believe she, her is what mm -hmm. we're going with for these uh, of these clones. Uh, occupation, not hollow vid celebrity. Ooh. I am playing T1L0, also known as Tilo, mm -hmm. uh, pronouns she, her, and her slug blaster name is Hannah. Uh, I am Canker Sisto, he, him. Uh, I, I'm still figuring out what he looks like, but I do believe he's going to have a trucker hat uh, that he got from Null when he was there as a slug blaster. <laughs> very good, yeah, very good. That's all I know. 
I love that. And I'm Screeg Fubbins. He, him pronouns. I'm a crooked bookie from Knackers Row. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We have our characters. We have our relationships and our details. It is time to get into the game. So we are going to start with Act One. So the way it's going to work is we are going to start with Michael. It'll be up to Michael to either establish or resolve the scene. So that means he can decide what the scene is about or how it's going to end. If he decides what the scene is about, then he will start doing the scene and it'll be up to the rest of us to decide whether it is going to end positively or negatively based on how the scene is going. If it is going to go positively, we're going to give him a green die. Mm -hmm. And if it's going to end negatively, we're going to give him a red die. We're using green and red dice. Jedi rules. I get it. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then it will be my scene. Say I want to resolve the scene, which was the other option. Mm-hmm. I would say, I want this to go well for me. I would take a green die off the hop and it would be up to everybody else to tell me what kind of scene I'm in, who it's with, where it is, what it's going to be about. Uh, yeah. So let's play some fiasco. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Is that an existing piece of music or can I use that to be the I, theme of this episode? I guess you could do that. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> What key was that in? (laughs) (laughs) Got it. Got it. It's all up here. first one i am going to start out by establishing a scene so it'll be up to the rest of you sort of throughout to piece together how it goes um i see this taking place uh, within kindred tower where maybe sort of uh, a mid-level i actually sort of see this portion of the tower kind of being multiple levels open together and there's a big sort of advertisement screen like a bunch of large sort of hollow screens all together they kind of form like a Times square type zone within Kindred Multiversal Tower because Kindred is all very much about the big flash, the entertainment, and we're seeing this and as different ads cycle uh, between a bunch of different screens, we see them all sort of start to sync together until a giant entire wall on one of the faces inside this area is one big screen and popping up onto it is uh, Hollowvid Celebrity Tempo. (laughs) Uh, An Operablin super pop star who has a straight, short, blonde bob, a very light frame, and she's constantly wearing these big uh, lilac, bedazzled, heart-shaped uh, glass sunglasses. <laughs> and she's got on uh, some lipstick that changes color every few seconds. <laughs> very good. Very good. All right there, Kindred, everybody. Hello, my kin. How are you doing? I am <laughs> Tempo. And I'm here today for a very special segment on my main channel. As you all obviously know, you're all following, uh, but also you might be seeing this in a public space because that's my kind of influence. But today I'm here. I'm being interviewed by, uh, what was your name again, reporter guy? Ah, uh, oh boy. <laughs> Put me on the spot. Was it Raz? Um, your name was Raz? Raz? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that's correct. Uh, Rasterson, Masterson the third, but Raz will suffice, yes. Cool, Raz. (laughs) Everybody, of course, wants to know all about me, Tempo. 
the dream of Kindred's hi-fi scene right now. I do everything from music to movies to games to the little silly dances to the pool. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to ask me, Raz? Well, as you as you may expect, uh, I I I came up in uh, in the theater scene in Kindred. I I. Uh, I'm, I'm most familiar with the classics, with the the great works of the great thinkers, and and uh, <laughs> classical theater. What are we, Lansden? <laughs> Aren't I right, Ken? <laughs> <laughs> and so th- this this sort of new wave of uh, influencer, as you call it, it's it's a, a little bit uh, uh, foreign to me. Um, I, I, you were sort of my introduction to this this new uh, sort of multi dimensional celebrity, and may I just say. I cannot get enough of it. You are transcendent. You have taken art and mixed it with commerce and mixed it with with lived experience to create something new and something real. And and trying to think of just one question to ask of you, I, my my the mind races. Where did you where did you begin? How did this this come to be? Uh, hair toss, hair toss. <laughs> <laughs> you know, honestly, I owe everything to Kindred, as we all do. Yes, of course. Living here in Kindred Tower, we're provided with everything we need in our daily lives. Business, food, food business, entertainment, entertainment <laughs> business, <laughs> entertainment food business. <laughs> kindred makes sure we have all of our needs handled for us. And that's why being a Kindred employee has, you know, it takes a lot of work, but it's got its perks. It does indeed. So well put. So modest and yet so apt. What? Uh, when did you know that you had made it? When did you know that Tempo was no longer a dream, but a reality that you had crafted with your own two hands? Uh, Raz, I've always made it. So this scene is going pretty well, I think I would say. So uh, I think we should give Michael a green die. Yeah. There you go. Ooh. And I think the rest of the interview plays out for a few more minutes kind of thing, but it's just as much empty, vapid questions <laughs> with, with yeah. no concrete responses, but yeah. people in the square are eating it up. Yeah. Everyone in Kindred tempo. loves Tempo. Yes, Tempo! Whoa. Do they actually see Tempo do anything in this interview? No. <laughs> but she's also like fully leading it, like the interviewer may as well not even be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is fully leading the interview that is st- still nothing. <laughs> but that is content, baby. Oh, baby. <laughs> and there you have it. Theater is dead. Art is dead. All that remains is tempo. Tempo, to say it has been an honor and a privilege, would be the equivalent of spitting in your face. Words cannot describe how how lucky I am. <laughs> to have experienced this interaction and and I will work for the rest of my life to deserve this good fortune that has befallen me today. You couldn't be more right, Raz. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's all for now, everyone. Catch you next time, Ken. Okay, so this scene is going to take place in Webb Tower, uh, near Knacker's Row, which, as we said, is home to, like, this gladiator deathmatch sort of situation. So we're in, like, a giant warehouse. There's a big open space where presumably people will find... Well, not people. 
creatures and robots and entities fight each other. To the peel back. To not the not peel to back. the death, but to the you know, until they get so physically damaged that they snap back to their home dimension. That's that's how you lose a fight in Knacker's Row. Yeah. yeah. Operablins actually don't compete in Knacker's Row. It is extra dimensional monsters. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's stands and stuff, and we're in like a an area where they would keep the more like a stables, like a stables, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. For for, but the- they would be huge stables because these creatures, you know, can stand, you know, a couple stories tall easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so uh, Tilo, who looks exactly like her <laughs> clone Tempo, uh, is dressed in like very uh, <laughs> like I think she's wearing coveralls, but they're really cute. and like a little cap (laughs) to blend in with web but it's like very clearly kindred coveralls Mm -hmm. that have like Mm -hmm. too many buckles and uh aesthetic buckles aesthetic buckles and extra (laughs) straps and her hair is up in like a ponytail and it's the wrong shade of purple it's lilac (laughs) (laughs) and uh, uh you were talking of course uh with your uh former crewmate in Slug Blasting uh, from uh, the Cryptiques, um, Kanker Sisto, who has that, like, bigger kind of head with the hair combed back with the bigger eyes, and his hat is actually from Null, from the Slug Blasting days. Uh, the, the, it's a, like a trucker hat, so it's got, like, that mesh uh, on the back of it, and it says, uh, uh, my other car is a gun. And he's so happy with that. It like kind of sits on the top underneath his slick black hair. And uh, he he is not happy. I'm just saying that this this creature has been a bit of a bust. Okay? Yeah, look, it's big, but uh-huh. it runs away all the time. Like, it it's, towers over me. You look at the teeth. You, would, you know it can eat through rocks. Yeah. But it doesn't use it on any of the other creatures. When it sees the other creatures, it just kind of like, you know, rambles off to the side. It's not even like entertaining. It's just slow as the other things just punching in the back. Um, you have you need to take a step back and calm down because Abby is an empath. Okay. <laughs> Abby feels for all the other creatures and doesn't want to cause them pain. That's why she always runs away. The name of the creature is the Abyssal Gloom Cruncher. I figured this kind of monster would be a lot more, uh, you know, intimidating. Well, shows that you can't judge a book by its cover, I guess. It was supposed to throw that last match. It didn't even do that well. Yeah, well, um, she's too proud. We can't keep such a majestic creature down. <laughs> Yes, look at you. Oh, come here, come here. No, oh, no, we can't just ignore that. We Look, Fubbins has been breathing down my neck ever since the big dummy here failed to, uh, you know, throw the match. You know? Okay, first you're complaining that she's running away too much. Now you're complaining that she's actually winning. You need to make up your mind. But she did neither. She just burst through the cage that kept it uh, kept her contained and like caused it a disqualification. It's both a loss on both ends. We d- both lost the bet and the match. Oh, sweetie, do you want to go for walkies? 
okay. <laughs> I'm going to take her around the block, and you need to cool down. Okay, well, I guess uh, I'll figure out where I can get a bunch of money uh, uh, from around inside this pen, because this been a, a whole waste of money. <sighs> Robin has given me a red die, so this does not end well for me. I don't know why you're so worried about money. You know I have hookups. Like, it's fine. It's not like Fubbins is going to send people out to break our legs or, you know, try and get rid of Abby or do anything terrible like that. No, no, that's exactly what Fubbins would do. That's Suddenly, the large uh, sliding sort of load-in door at the side of the dock where they've been having this conversation flips open with a loud clatter, enough to send Abby into a frenzy. And scared, she tears out through the opening off into web lower levels. (gasps) Oh, oh no. Oh, sweetie. Oh, 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 I was just going to take you out. No, come on. Yeah, go go get her, I guess. I I mean, she doesn't mean anything to me. How can you say that? We caught her together in the waking pits on our very last run as the cryptiques, and she doesn't mean anything to you? She just means a bunch of debt to me. You're horrible. And she runs off. So with the resolving one, I choose the die now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Dave has taken a red die. Yeah. The red is the Sith. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> Setting the scene, we're going to do a little bit of a flashback to prior, sort of looking just after the events of the uh, Knackers Row match in which Abby was supposed to throw, uh, but somehow got disqualified and did not win, lose, or throw. It was just all a big foul up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I think we're zooming in here still in the lower levels of web uh, to Halloran's discount gear. <laughs> uh, the place in which uh, Kanker typically meets with crooked bookie Skrieg Fubbins. <laughs> I think Kanker is uh, is sitting at the bar. Um, what's Kanker drinking? Um... He, he is having a classic uh, Halloran's Old Fashioned. <laughs> just, uh, he thinks it's an alcoholic drink. It's not. It's just regular root beer. Uh, but <laughs> he thinks it's supposed to be an alcoholic drink, and he keeps drinking. But And uh, the thing it causes in him is it just gets his heart rate up uh, and gets, gets, makes him a little bit more anxious more than anything else. He's never been drunk, and he He's thinks ne- that's just what it is. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Sugar rush. It's the same uh, as being yeah, drunk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keeps pounding on the another, uh, another, another, leave the bottle. <laughs> Bartender's like, Yeah, man, we don't charge for the soda. No. <laughs> it's not a bottle, it's a put fountain. it on my tab. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> He's got a huge debt yeah. to this bar, yeah. never been charged for a drink there. Um, what does it matter? And you're you're sitting there hunched over the bar, and and you hear the telltale sound like before you even see uh, him approaching, you know. That uh, Spring you can smell them. Um, you can you can hear these like servos and gears uh, moving, <laughs> um, and you turn around to see um, 
you, you kind of scan from the floor up and there's a pair of uh, metallic cybernetic robot legs uh, that extend upward. You're scanning upward and it goes all the way up to the waist and swinging on either side are a pair of metallic cybernetic robot arms. They're glinting in the light of the bar. Um, and all of these appendages are attached to just like a fleshy human torso. <laughs> all four limbs are robotic. Um, but then in between them all is a human torso with a human head. Uh, but he's got human one. Human or just humanoid? Sorry, humanoid. Operablin, yeah. Uh, but he's got one robot eye as well. <laughs> uh, almost his entire body has been cybernetically enhanced because we're in web, baby, and we can do that. <laughs> uh, and this is uh, Skrieg Fubbins. Um, in addition to the cybernetics, I picture him to be dressed like pretty, pretty plainly. I think he's got like kind of a... a uh, duster coat on and a, and a nice shirt with a bolo tie um, and no pants because it just, it's just metal robot, it's yeah. just robot legs <laughs> um, yeah. uh, and I think he's got kind of a, a wispy comb over going on um, on the top uh, and, and bright orange hair <laughs> uh, well that was a uh, a cock up of monumental proportions. I can't even begin to describe how vuxed you are, canker. Yeah, okay, I know. Oh, I, I saw it too. Okay. Do you? Do you know? Do you need me to tell you? No, you don't. You don't. In fact, I'll tell you. Okay. <laughs> Very vuxed is how vuxed okay, you are. Very. Yes. <laughs> well, look, look. I, I. It's a one-time thing. You know, next time, if anything, we can like kind of double or nothing on the bet, right? And you know, we can really set it up. Oh, you think there's going to be a next time? You think there's a next time for this? You think I'm gonna I'm gonna stake my reputation on you a second time after what you did today? Do you know how many bets I had placed? Do you know I had it all planned out. I had it all strategic. No one expected it to go the way it went. And and oh, if you could have just delivered, we would have made out like bandits but no no you had to go and cock it all up like you cock up everything look they shouldn't i should call you canker they should call you cock up <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey hey my mama called me canker and i will be called canker okay <sighs> look I'll, I'll figure this out you know you know me i i can you know maybe i can get another monster in there we can we can get something sorted. Uh, I, I'll just need to, you know, convince my connections at Kindred to, like, let me do one more trip into the If other you planes. think I'm letting you back into that ring, I mean, you go, I, I don't control the ring. You go in the ring if you want to. But if you think I'm staking any more of my holdings on, on your sorry ass, you got another thing coming, Kanker. You're going to have to find another way to clear this debt because you, sir, are not reliable enough to play this game. A second time. Well, trust me. I'll, I'll get it done. I'll get it done. Okay? R right now. Finishes off the root beer, uh, slams it down, quickly refills another one, drinks that down, and just like, uh, I'll, I'll make it up to you. Don't worry. Don't worry. See that you do. And, and he goes trotting out the door. <laughs> <laughs> So we 
catch up with uh, Skrieg Fubbins, and I think he's... This is shortly after the scene we just saw with Kanker. Um, he is catching a, a hyperlift back up to a higher level of web. I don't think he lives very high up, but, you know, down in, down in the very uh, dregs of web is not a place you want to hang up for very long. Uh, so he's in this hyperlift, and I think as he's glancing outside, he's seeing uh, on one of the big video screens a video of Tempo. Um, and it's, you know, I did some news coverage. Like maybe we see the tail end of that interview we saw earlier and then it goes back into like a news broadcast where they're talking about like upcoming concert appearances or upcoming online events that uh, Tempo will be. And he can't hear the feed, but he just sees like, you know, people commenting and he sees some live footage of like Tempo, you know, moving across the skyway being mobbed by fans. And there next to Tempo, uh, he sees Tempo's bodyguard. Uh, and, and, you know, his heart skips a beat as he, as he catches the sight of this bodyguard, uh, <laughs> he sighs wistfully, uh, and we, we flash back in time, um, <laughs> to, to the last time he, he spoke to this individual in person. This is, uh, Zuri Glup, Lena's yes. character. Um, can we get a, uh, we already got a description of, uh, of Scree. Can we get a good description of Zuri? Uh, yes. Zuri is tall and slender and always wears like suits that are simultaneously understated when uh, paired with a character like Tempo but also just like the most powerful power suit it's got the shoulders it's got the pointy lapels it's got the double breasted buttons what else do suits have uh, <laughs> Appellettes. <laughs> yes, that thing. There's <laughs> <laughs> powerful epaulets on the shoulders. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I think the suit is black uh, and matches the uh, black semi-reflective shades that they wear all the time. Uh, and their hair, I think their hair is just white and <laughs> slicked back. <laughs> Very good. Um, and this isn't maybe not the very last time they spoke, but a, a particularly uh, tumultuous uh, turning point in their relationship. Um, this is in the past, so uh, Skrieg's comb over is slightly less wispy, but it is, it is still a wispy comb over. It's just like a little <laughs> bit fuller. Um, and he's got three robotic appendages instead of four. Uh, he's still got one leg. He's still got his right leg. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hasn't Zuri upgraded that one yet. <laughs> Zuri is wearing a suit that is more the style of that time, so it looks completely different. But otherwise, they look exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and we see them there... Uh, they're in a hyperlift, just like Skrig is now. Um, mm. But they're they're meeting clandestinely in a hyperlift. Mm. Um, maybe this very same hyperlift <laughs> in the past. Um, Skrig turns to uh, Zuri and says, "What do you, What do you mean too hot? What does that What does that even mean? You can't just say that and expect me to to walk away without understanding the reason behind any of it." Zuri, there is. Heat between us. There's always been heat between us, but but too hot. I I don't even understand what that means. That the heat is why I I come to you. The heat is what what draws me to you. Your passion, your fire, everything about you. It it moves me. I yearn for it, Zuri. Well, that is precisely the problem, and that is why <laughs> <laughs> we cannot continue the way that we are. Think about it. You 
are here in Webb and I reside in Kindred. I shouldn't even be here. Danger never bothered you before. In fact, I, I seem to recall that it was part of the appeal. Times change and people change. And there are reasons why I need to be more prudent with my decision making. Oh, people change. People change. Is that a, is that a crack about my limbs? I need to be more powerful. You understand. <laughs> yeah, you knew that about me when we started this thing. The goal is full cyberization. I, I'm working my way up. I was sympathetic when when you got your first replacement due to that slime catastrophe. Mm -hmm. But then when you started volunteering to undergo these modifications, that I see now was a bridge too far. At the time, it was something that drew me to you even more, but you're reckless, and I can't, I, I can't continue to engage in reckless behaviors, Screek. No, there's, there's something else going on here. There's something you're not telling me. Damn it. You could always read me like an open book. <laughs> <laughs> you remember what we said when we started this. There was one rule. No secrets. Except the whole thing. <laughs> no secrets from each other. Oh, okay. <laughs> we can keep it a secret, but no secrets between us. Yeah. <laughs> I guess yells at the other person in the hyperlist <laughs> commenting on the situation. Uh, sorry, it's my floor. I'll get off now. Thanks, guys. Yeah, mind uh, your business. Move uh, on. I, I'm, doing, I'm, I'm doing it. It was one broad secret. We can't have sub-secrets. He's already gone. <laughs> Quit dodging the question. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm getting anxious. You can tell when I am anxious. <laughs> Ken, I, I hate I hate doing this to you, but I need to know. Screeg. I'm pregnant. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> See, I knew that you would react like this. This is exactly what you would do. I knew. I'm sorry, it's just it's a lot to take in it wouldn't happen if I had that cyber throat I've been eyeing, but never mind I have someone else that I need to think about now, and people can't know that the father is from Web You're right Vox it all, you're right it, they'd never accept it much as it pains me, I know that we need to do what's, what's best for this child. Our, our child. Saying the words out loud for the first time, I, I've never met this child, but I, I, would, I would do anything for them. You're right. We have to end it. I'm sorry it had to come to this. Maybe it's for the best. We burn out before we fade away. Can I, can I ask one thing? Can we name them after to my old grandpa? Keep the family name alive? Of course we can. Okay. Just as the first name is a tribute. We can you can have the last name, or we could hyphenate. We could hyphenate. What's <laughs> Zuri Glup? So Glup Glup Fubbins. <laughs> Glup Fubbins. Yes. That's beautiful. Little Little Hudson Glup Fubbins. <laughs> <laughs> <God>. <laughs> so 
we gave Robin a red die a few yeah. minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and thus I was removed from my child's life. <laughs> yeah, Zuri gets off the hyperlift mm-hmm. and it's like a match cut fade of of Skrieg staring out through that the hyperlift window back into the present where he's old and his hair is that little bit wispier. And he's got that one extra robot appendage. <laughs> the right leg is yes. shiny and metallic. <laughs> And as he as Skrieg steps off the hyperlift, uh, he he looks up to that uh, that uh, video billboard once again as the uh, tempo broadcast ends, uh, and an ad begins to play for the uh, forthcoming latest model of the um, telemetric robotic empathy valet. Yes, <laughs> is what they yes. were called. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the new, the hot new, uh, model still, still not available in storage, but it's a, it's a prototype. They're, they're, uh, teasing the next model, the Trev 14, uh, specifically, you know, the, the Trevor teen, ma- uh, marketed directly to appeal to teenagers. And he looks up kind of wide eyed as he sees this, this childlike robot. Uh, <laughs> I think it looks like Trev 4 from from our uh, our main cast um but like shorter and how do, how do you make him look like a teen? Uh, yeah. Kind, kindred red um his uh, digital face whenever it comes up it has like fake acne on it. Uh <laughs> it, is it the digital display or did they like update that in newer models? Oh. And it's like the uh, thing that came to mind was a holographic face, but that just nosedives in Uncounty Valley yeah. for me. <laughs> it could be. I, I'm thinking maybe it's still the glass frame because like all the like cameras are all in there, but it's oh, just yeah. like a fully colored, like fully th- like it, it's oh, like a yeah. head now. And, um, yeah, it's still like like pic- like pixelated, pixelated face on a glass, but it's like in- where uh, Trev's being an older model is like a digital smiley face. This is like a photorealistic face. Yeah. Like it, it kind of looks like when you push your face into one of those like you know the little things oh, with the, the nail boards, yeah. nail board that you push your face. It kind of looks like that, yeah. yeah, or like that baby robot from the third Matrix movie that yeah. <laughs> no one likes. Yeah. And yeah, also like tiny, tiny pixels instead of like big chunky blocks. Yeah, yeah I yep, like yep, that. They yep, up yep. the polygons. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 and and the you know the the announcer is like the new Trevor Teen. Fourteens, a little guitar riff plays, uh, and then the the voice of the trip fourteen rings out. Uh, I just want to be your best pal, and uh, Screek's face goes stark white as he hears this voice, and he hurries off down a skyway. <laughs> scene is going to be between Zuri and Tempo. Hmm. They're going to be on a uh, on a sky tram in Kindred, um, which is uh, basically like these are trains that do not actually connect to the other towers. They are just for Kindred. Um, but they also don't go through Kindred Tower. They go like alongside and like wrap around um, and sometimes like break away from the tower entirely and then like loop back. Um, not a lot of logic to this transportation system, but it's flashy. Oh yeah. <laughs> monorail, monorail, monorail. Exactly, exactly. 
I think maybe it's <laughs> where they're leaving is the end of a shift. Uh, maybe it's like the end of that like day shift or evening shift or something. Mm. But they're going to a floor where the shift is about to change to the shift that they were just at. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like taking a plane to a different time zone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much that. Um, but they are uh, taking this uh, sky train to a different floor, to a different shift. Zuri has a tablet and is watching a video that was sent to them by uh, Skrieg Fubbins containing the uh, video for the Trev 14 ad. The The video finishes uh, and, and Zuri closes it down, turns to tempo uh, and says... <laughs> You're very in character right now, Michael. It's mm-hmm. good. Well, Tempo's been sitting here uh, just listening to one of her own tracks. <laughs> Don't you mm. wanna know? I'm Tempo. <laughs> Don't you wanna know? I'm Tempo. That's who I am. Tempo, Tempo. I'm Tempo. It's Kindred Song. Tempo, yeah. Um, and and uh, Zuri would never be so rude as to like... Um, uh, I'm, ass- I'm assuming Tempo just has, like, headphones on. Mm-hmm. Um, and Zuri would never be so rude as to, like, physically take your headphones off. So you just hear their voice in your head transmitted to you through your uh, Neuralink shades. <laughs> uh, Tempo, may I speak with you for a moment? Oh, Zuri, it was just about to get to the hook. <laughs> that's, not- <laughs> that's the first. Mm. That's not the hook. <laughs> My offer to teach you more about song structure stands, but in the meantime, I think I have an opportunity for you. All right. With that, Tempo uh, takes off their big oversized headphones and they sit huge around her slim neck. uh, And she lowers the mirror shades to stare at you very just laissez-faire across this this train car, sky Mm -hmm. tram car, I should say. Uh, at this point, Zuri will actually start speaking instead of transmitting uh, brainwaves through the Neuralink shades, uh, because Zuri's shades and Tempo's shades are Neuralinked, and they can share thoughts with each other. Yeah, and I just took them off, so I don't want to hear you in my head anymore. This new Trev 14 model could really be a great way to uh, boost your image even further with the adolescent demographic. Boost my image? Zuri, you, you're my bodyguard. You're not my manager. <laughs> No, I'm not, but has your manager recommended this move to you yet? I don't know. I don't actually talk to him. He just sends me emails and I say, Red! (laughs) (laughs) So you would have uh, potentially missed this amazing opportunity that I'm bringing to you today. Wait, are you saying my manager emailed me something about this kid robot? Most likely. Oh my garb. (laughs) Garb! (laughs) <laughs> i can't believe it zuri what are we doing i'm missing out on the teens yes yes definitely oh <sighs> your your ratings are oh, um zuri. lowering zuri. i used to be a teen we I used all to be a teen just like those teens we all used to be teens oh i can't believe you were a teen zuri that's just not gonna be true <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, my youth. My youth is so gone, those halcyon days. Zuri, we need to recapture it. How do I talk to this robot? How old is Tempo real quick? Uh, I think we said like 20. <laughs> I used to be a t- 
oh, a year so ago. Oh, oh my god. Oh, Zuri, I need to reconnect with the youth. Oh, all they care about is youth. They need to care about me. I'm Tempo. <laughs> yes, I think. Don't uh, you want to know? I'm Tempo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I think that you uh, need to make an impression and we need to go and speak to this Trev 14 model directly. We need to show up on their doorstep. That will really create a splash, as the teens say, which you would know if you were still connected with them. Zuri, you just gave me the biggest brainwave. You said the word splash and that sounds like the word splish, which is my favorite place where my manager always hangs out. It's a bar. I know what Splish is, Tempo. Oh, yeah. You follow me there every time I go because it's your job. <laughs> it is. The, yes. It's the only time I have to go to establishments such as that. Because I'm always on shift. Turn this train around. We're going to Splish. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I cannot do that. It is not. Okay. Well, we'll get off at the closest stop and we'll walk there. We can take a train the other direction and it will take us back to Splish. I don't know how trains work. <laughs> you sort it out. I'm going back to the hook. And uh, <laughs> Tempo dons the headphones and uh, the, the song continues to play. I love the idea that the verse is just like, don't you want to know? I'm Tempo. That's me. I'm Tempo. And then it gets to the chorus. <laughs> Rain falls heavy on the skyways of my heart. Whoa, I got a lot more artistic. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> I got a green die. Yay! So yeah, for my second scene, I think I am going to establish again. Uh, and I want to see the scene uh, after whatever Skytram shenanigans <laughs> get to. Uh, Zuri and Tempo do actually make it to Splish, this high-class bar where deals get made. There's like a revolving door that leads into Splish, and Tempo bursts through it. And immediately we are just surrounded by the ambiance of like very low lighting. The walls are black and there are just tubes with different liquids all flowing through and it's all colors everywhere. I'm moving my arms so much you for some are. reason. You're also touching your very face so much <laughs> in yeah. our scene. This is how tempo is. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's uh, iridescent lights and, and colors moving through tubes within Splish and the whole, it's a very circular room all built around a 360 bar, which serves drinks out in all directions and patrons just come and go. And it's all about uh, hit, hitting the bar for a drink and then going over to one of the little side tables to, to cut deals and, and chat with people. And as Tempo enters in, she's looking for <laughs> Frisbee. <laughs> Frisbee Callard, yes. Frisbee Callard, yeah. her manager. Frisbee! Frisbee! Uh, Tempo, here we go. Come here, darling. Uh, frisbee. Frisbee. <laughs> darling. Mwah. Mwah. Oh. And one more. Okay, very good. Frisbee. Frisbee, I have to say there's this new thing that I just need to do. I need you to do this for me, Frisbee. 
Absolutely. What what can I do for you, darling? It's about a robot who's a child. Astro Boy? Oh, oh, it might be. I don't know the name and I don't care. Frispy, it's about a kid robot. Zuri was telling me all about it. Zuri, stop getting drinks. Um, uh, Except get my drink. You Zuri, know my order. Uh, Tempo uh, went through the revolving door with so much uh, speed and passion that Zuri got caught in it and kept spinning <laughs> in it for a couple of rotations. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they just managed to get out of the revolving door and is like was heading towards the bar as tempo was like mm. calling to them to get drinks as tempo was calling out though uh zuri doesn't hear tempo <gasps> but zuri sees at the bar uh, a figure a very similar straight platinum blonde uh, bob who is having a drink over uh, sad over the loss of a uh, rather large kind of creature um so hannah is covered in like scrapes and <laughs> and just like her her hair is perfect. Let's 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 not mince words, but it is a little bit like like scruffy, hmm. a little tussled. Mm-hmm. Um and oh, oh my god. I just I just want Emmy to come back. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to see that you're so passionate about what we need to do next it just i just know that i need to find some way that i can get her back you can get her back we'll find her because she's within you she's been inside you all along what you need to follow my instructions exactly. We can do this. You and me, together. You're so nice. <laughs> wow. You've never said that to me before. I, wow, I mean, I don't... Who are you? Uh, 180 to the <laughs> other side of the bar. Oh my god, Zuri, you suck. Where are you? <laughs> Dolly, oh, wait. Are you talking about the uh, Trevor Teen robot? Yes, Frisps. That's exactly it. It is the Trev 14s, the 114s, and I also need to be 14s. You have to do it. You have to manage me, 14s. I sent you this email 14 times three months ago. Oh, my goodness. It was a sign, Frisby. Trev, 14, 14 times it was meant to be. You have to get me to meet this robot. Like, my garb, it's the only thing keeping me alive right now is thinking about me meeting this robot. <laughs> and my fans will see me meet this robot and they will think, wow, I'm Darling, a darling, fan. darling, darling, darling. Uh, yeah. I will yeah. set it up. Don't worry. Oh, 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 I, oh. This is a fantastic thing. The kindred's up, up above. We're hoping to really promote this and, of course, having tempo around. Oh, yes, 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 Frisps. Oh, I need that drink. Zary, I need that drink. Here, here, just take mine, darling. Oh. 180 to the other side of the bar. <laughs> We're doing a cool thing in the in the visual where like the camera is like following one of the bartenders back and forth and we're just catching oh, these snippets good. of conversation as they're like shaking a martini shaker and then like flipping around to the other side. Who are you? 
Uh, very, very funny. Uh, tempo. Oh, oh my God. You think I'm tempo. That's so nice. I actually get that all the time. No, no, my name's Hannah. Um, we're part of the same project. We like grew up together and stuff. You look exactly alike. Yeah, clones usually do. Clones? Yeah. Have you seen her? I've been trying to get in touch with her for so long. I need to borrow money. <laughs> and that's maybe across the bar. We actually hear uh, Tempo uh, yelling for that drink. Where's that drink? It's <laughs> <laughs> not as good as this one. Desiree, I don't know what my regular is. And of course... Uh, Frisbee's like currently like at the bar quickly trying to like get drink like just grabs a bottle of like purple vodka and uh, <laughs> uh, mixer and everything comes back and just like starts uh, pouring it directly into the cup that you have. Oh, hey you Frisbee, I'm gonna I gotta find Zuri. I'm gonna walk around. I'm gonna walk around. I'm walking 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 around. Walking around. Uh, 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 walking around. Uh, I'm walking around. 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 Zuri! There you are. I walked all over the place. How? Oh, oh my god! T. What are you doing here? I mean, I know we both like come here because it's the place, but like, what are yeah, you doing here? I was meeting with Frisbee to see if he could get me a new slug blasting gig or something. Oh, um, because apparently yeah. I have to do that again. You're um, still doing that? Yeah, oh. it's, I know. Oh, I it's, thought you were past that. Yeah, no, I was. I was so f- for teens. I know it's for teens. Oh, I just heard the hottest thing though is that being for teens is like cool. Is it? That's what I heard. I oh. heard it was cool. That's why I'm trying to meet with this robot for teenagers. He's like a teenage robot. That's really exciting. Yeah. Anyway, Zuri, I did it. I set it up. We're going to talk to the robot. Good. Very, very good. Excellent. Now I need you to get me 12 drinks and I'm going to get Drunk. I've already got six. Oh, beautiful. Anyway, Hannah, so great to see you. I gotta go do this now. <laughs> All right, um, before you go, can I have some money, please? I'm already drinking. <laughs> <laughs> How many excuses can Michael find to do this? <laughs> I smell a new hit single. <laughs> I'm walking around. I'm, I'm walking, walking around. So uh, I, I, th- I think that is like kind of the end of the scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. what you wanted. It yeah. ended well. <laughs> Somewhere in the midst of all that, I got a green die. Yeah. <laughs> Hannah is meeting Kanker. I think somewhere like Trinity Municipal Park, that's like in between the towers. Yeah. Um, so uh, just like a lower skyway or something. Maybe it is Trinity Municipal Park. Ooh. Because <laughs> uh, why not? <laughs>
Yeah. There's an ominous glow through a crack in one of the cement panels where there's a secret mega friction coil tucked away, but (laughs) it doesn't factor into the scene and it's never addressed. (laughs) But it's there. It's an Easter egg for the true fans. (laughs) (laughs) And Hannah has changed outfits. Mm -hmm. She is now in very sleek, all black, like a cat suit. (laughs) No, it's Vanta Black. Oh, very good. It's Vanta Black. She is, like, absorbing all the light with, like, uh, goggles Mm -hmm. that light up red that give her night vision. Very good. Uh, It's a hyperoptic visor rig. There we go. Yay! That's your signature. That's your signature. Um, And uh, she is giving Kanker the lowdown. So, yeah, all I'm saying is there's only one of this robot, so it's, like, super rare. And we just need to go in and get him, and then we can make him fight for us in Necker's Row and get all our money back. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it seems wild to try to kidnap a robot. It's not kidnapping because it's a robot. It's just stealing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, look, I guess we could try to get it to fight. Or we could strip him for parts. Completely destroy him. Because look, we're not going to get back into the betting thing. We need money. I know we need money, but I think the best way to get money is to get this robot. And I also heard that Tempo is supposed to meet him. So if I go and I pretend to be Tempo. Oh, Tempo is so hot. (laughs) God, Tempo is so hot. Okay, that's like you're saying that I'm hot, so I'll take it. Nah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, I can go and pretend oh, yeah. to be tempo and get in there and well, I then guess take you could the- try. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want this robot or not? Okay, f- uh, yes. Sorry, sorry. You can do this for sure. Yes, I'm with you. Thank you. Okay. I will go pretend to be Tempo, and then I will have this sit down with the robot, and I'll be like, I want to go take a walk. And they'll be like, okay. And then I'll take the robot for a walk, and I'll bring him down here. (laughs) All right. All right. And then we can strip him for parts. Yeah, or make him fight, whatever. This is actually a pretty good idea. You think so? Yeah. Think of all the the parts that got to be in the new Trev unit, right? You may have saved us, okay? You may you may have saved us. I know, thank you. <laughs> All right, well, I think I need to go talk to somebody. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> and scene, I got a green die, so that yeah. went well. So Dave has chosen a red die, which means that uh, this outcome is going to go bad for him, but we get to set it up. I want to see how Kanker lives. I want to see what is what does Kanker's house look like? That's where I want to set the scene. What is, what is, does he have an apartment? Is he sure staying in a, in a hostel? What, what's, what's his living space? Uh, I, I think uh, where Kanker lives is in his, uh, he lives in, hard web so he like he's in yeah. like one of the corner apartments yeah. where it's like uh 
it, it's an awkward uh, isosceles triangle shape where uh, huh. nightmare uh, to fit any furniture sure, in. Like nothing fits it. <laughs> what do you do with the corner? Like what do you do? Uh, uh, you can't put anything in there. And uh, but he's got like all of these posters from back his slug blastery days. He's got like a little shrine to like when he was when he could have made it big and like. Uh, but he didn't make the crossover. Uh, so he's got Ooh. some of that. And, and in these posters, it's the cryptiques, right? Is cryptiques, yeah. Um, there's three figures in these posters. Sure. There's you and uh, Tilo slash Hannah, as we've established. But there's a third character there that we haven't seen before. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, ooh. Ooh. Uh, but, uh, you know, there's like a whole bunch of open like soup cans <laughs> and mm -hmm. uh, like empty, of course. <laughs> you didn't just open soup cans and leave them <laughs> on the counter. <laughs> Get trying to attract the... flies or something. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, anyways, uh, uh, and he's got, like, an unkept bed. I'm just describing my apartment, I think. I just realized. <laughs> like, <my> real <laughs> Your apartment is a triangle. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. We know this. Um, <laughs> but he has it, like, locally. He's, like, currently watching maybe some sort of uh, thing on the Holly uh, Holovid kind of a thing. Uh, <laughs> web entertainment is far less entertaining. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Does he hack a signal from Kindred? Oh yeah, you so guys like all thanks to NordVPN. this week. Yeah, that's right. You got like an attachment on the side of the thing, uh, yeah. watching old tempo videos. <laughs> and I think you hear like some kind of like thumping and and scuffling in the hallway, and you kind of look up from your program for a second. Like, what was that? And then there's nothing. So you go back to watching the thing, and then you hear the sound of a doorbell, and then immediately the door just bursts off its hinges, and uh, <laughs> jumping, leaping through the door is, uh, it's like one of those Boston Dynamics, like, robot dogs, uh, <laughs> like one of those attack robot dogs. It's, it's that, but with an actual, like, Rottweiler's head on top of it. It's like a robot dog with a dog head. Yark, oh, yeah, yeah, yark, and, yark. And, <laughs> <laughs> and like... As that person comes in, like I'm standing up, I'm just like in my underwear and like yeah. my I still have my hat on, and just like huh, and just immediately throw like uh, my root beer bottle at the dog <laughs> okay. and huh, uh, huh, and tries to dive behind his couch and the bowl of soup you had uh, <laughs> just like clatters on the floor and goes everywhere. I think as you're jumping up from the couch, you like trip over the coffee table yeah, yeah. and this dog is on top of you, but it stops just like an inch short of your face. Yeah, uh, you get that like grow, close up side grow, profile. Yark. Uh, I, I have my forearm up, keeping his like head yeah. away from my. And it's at that point we see that there is a there is a chain attached to this dog, not on a collar, but like bolted to this dog. Yeah, <laughs> um, and at the other end of the chain, we follow it up to a robot hand and then a robot arm <laughs> connecting to a regular operable torso. <laughs> uh, it's Screeg Fubbins, baby. Yark, He's back. Yark. Uh, like, well, canker, time's up. I know I didn't actually give you a window of time to repay your debt to me, but I've decided that it the window was the amount of time between our last scene and this one, and it's up now. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was like literally three hours ago. I was yeah. just... Three hours too long, if you ask me. I'm still so sore about that match. You were supposed to throw it, and you didn't. Yeah. And now, listen, I've got big plans brewing. I got I got big big expenses coming up, and, and I don't have the payday I needed to fund my operations. 
Oh, uh, well, hey, 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 I came up with a brilliant idea. Don't worry. I've got it all uh, figured out. I, I, I don't want to hear your brilliant ideas. I want to hear the sound of credits transferring into my bank account. I was going to make like a coin sound, but we, everything's digital and operable. So I want to hear that, that sweet file transfer <laughs> protocol <laughs> noise. <laughs> uh, don't worry. Well, well, how about this? How about this? You, you know, you're always like... Uh, Looking for more equipment and everything, you pull mm-hmm. apart in the in the gear shop. How about the brand new Trev fourteen? Trev fourteen. Yeah. What do you know about Trev fourteen? I I I have a lead on how I can uh, get a hold of it. We can bring it back. We can strip it for parts. You can use it. No. Strip it for parts. No. You you listen to me. You you have a lead on what's this lead of yours? Look, I'm not going to give it away, because if, if you Bjark, get it, then Bjark, Bjark, let me Bjark. get it for you. Bjark. <laughs> no, I want to be involved in the operation. I can't trust you not to cock this up like you cock everything up. <laughs> <laughs> if, it, if we're doing this, we're doing this together all the way. And I, what I say goes. <sighs> but if we're doing this, you bring that robot to me. You don't harm a robot hair on its robot head. And it's a new one has robot hair. It's a digital hair. Yeah, I don't yeah, think it's, it can. It's very, really... very lifelike. Every strand individually animated like that Final Fantasy movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good reference. Everybody loves it. <laughs> Everyone remembers that Final Fantasy movie where they animated all the hair. It's it's great. It's Everyone wild. loved it. Um, <laughs> using, you don't harm a single robot hair on his robot head. You bring him directly to me. and It's all forgiven. All your debts. Everything. Gone. Like that. Oh, oh, we're square. Fantastic. Of course, yeah, yeah. We we won't harm this robot at all. It'll be like as is. All right. But I'm running this show. So you tell me everything. You tell me every detail. What is the plan? Uh... <laughs> I'd like things to go nice for Screek once, for once in his damn life. <laughs> I'd like this one thing to not get cocked up. So I'm going to take myself a green die. I'm getting a good outcome today. I think maybe this is just like montage of Screek's good day. This is like <laughs> after this big rough up, it's now like Screek walking back. He's walking his big robot dog. He's having, it's like sunshine lollipops. He's going around the tower and it's just him making his way uh, towards, like maybe to to find a place where he's going to watch over to see this press conference where the the meeting with the robot is. Maybe it's public. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh it's involving tempo. It's gotta be. Oh, I yeah. love that. Yeah. Do we have? Do we know what the the location would be like? Do, is there a place we've established an operable that it would make sense for it to be at, like a mm. public venue? I guess it would still be. We did establish then. those big billboards where like people might be gathering to watch. Because it could also be, uh, what did I say? The Kindred Employee Multitainment Hollow Park. <laughs> oh, that's very good. <laughs> that is very good. Yeah, so we're following Skrieg through his day um, after after going to rough up Kanker and, and just having this beautiful stroke of luck 
fall into his lap. Um, this, yeah, they're like, could, couldn't have asked for the, the moment he found out about about the Trev 14. Suddenly he has his opportunity. What does he want with the Trev 14? Why does he want it so bad? We'll find out. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> It'd be bad storytelling if we never did. <laughs> so we probably will, but not right now. Um, so he's making his way through the hallways of, uh, of Webb, or you live in Webb as well, right? Yeah. Um, walking his robot dog, whose name is um, Killer. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to suggest Rex, but spelled like W-R-E-C-K. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. His name is Rex because he wrecks things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or I thought he was a wreck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He is a he scrap. Better. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, happy Bjark. Happy Bjark. <laughs> But yeah, the the it's it's a day shift, so the artificial sun is shining. Uh, they they stop off for uh, for a coffee, um, and the the barista bot has a little like jar of of uh, simulated uh, dog treat slime that uh, <laughs> give to to Rex. Uh, the barista throws one, and it bounces off the floor into Rex's mouth. Yeah, <laughs> we catch a little glimpse of them just like walking through a skyway, and it's like. Bright and like it, you know, it's Opera Ablens was never bright and sunny, but like you know, stylistically, it's like shot so that the colors are very saturated and stuff. And then, like, in the background, we see a giant toothy rock monster go like scampering past, causing chaos, <laughs> um, knocking over you know, uh, uh mailboxes and and uh, uh, up in it, like disconnecting fire hydrants, water spraying everywhere. Uh, and and Screeg and and Rex both kind of look like, hmm. Oh, and keep moving on. Confused <laughs> Bjark. <laughs> um, as like peppy, upbeat, happy music playing as he's going about his day. He's whistling. He's like checking his mail, and he's. Uh, we see a theme, see him just like breaking a guy's thumbs because he's still a crooked bookie and that's his job. Uh, but he's just like his eyes. He's miles away. He's not even there. He's just uh, thinking about his good fortune. And uh, I think with the guy, he's uh, breaking his thumbs. He. Um, yeah, we're not hearing any of the dialogue because it's a montage, but he's shaking his fist and the guy's like moving his hands back and forth like, no, no, I can't, I can't. And he shakes his fist again and then he's like, yeah, okay, fine. Uh, and he gives him a, uh, uh, hands over an access card that will let him transfer over to Kindred. Um, give, gives him the, the access he needs to get over there. And then he makes yeah. his way up toward whichever Skyway access will get him to the right level in Kindred. Yeah, to to access the. I'm sorry. One more time. What was uh, the name of the Kindred, location? <laughs> Kindred employees, multi-tainment hollow park. Multi-tainment hollow park. Uh, beautiful. Um, but he's you know he's just feeling good. His fortunes have turned around. For once, things didn't get cocked up. <laughs> you have the last scene of act one okay and i think this last scene is going to be a montage mm-hmm. we go back um to zuri looking similar to how they looked back when they um broke things off with Skrieg, uh which is to say they look exactly the same uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh but it jumps forward a little bit in time and we see 
uh, Zuri alone in their apartment in Kindred. Uh, they live on a higher level floor. It's a, a very nice, flashy apartment uh, facing inward. Um, so the LED advertisements from the other towers shine through. Um, and in this particular scene, they are more visibly pregnant. And then it jumps ahead to them chasing a toddler around that same apartment. So much messier. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, because even in Kindred, uh, uh, y'all can't contain that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It jumps forward and we see Hudson Glup Fubbins. Uh, uh, Zuri did keep their promise. As a uh, young boy, and uh, uh, he's on a video call uh, with his father, Skrieg. Um, and Zuri is uh, in the background on a computer, making sure that the network is absolutely secure and that nobody can see what this conversation is or to which tower it is connecting. Uh, but they did think that it was important uh, that their son still have a connection uh, with his father. We jump ahead in time and now it's just Hudson in the apartment and he has a backpack and he taps a pendant around his neck and it turns into a hard light board and he sneaks out of the apartment. There's a scene where uh, Zuri is confronting Hudson about this um, and saying that they don't want him to be a slug blaster, that it's dangerous. But he thinks with his crew, they could really have a shot to make it big. And you should see all of the amazing, fantastic creatures that they encounter as they go to these different dimensions, which only makes Zuri even more upset. Their tone raises by a couple of decibels. <laughs> it's tense in that household. <laughs> uh, we jump forward again, and uh, Zuri is in the apartment, um, but Hudson is not there. Uh, in fact, the person who is there is Kanker Sisto. Zuri is more stone-faced than usual uh, as Kanker is talking. We can't hear uh, any of the dialogue um, except for one word, peel back. And Kanker holds up the pendant that belonged to Hudson uh, and, and holds it out to Zuri who extends a cupped hand for Kanker to drop the pendant into. And Zuri looks confused and asks a question that Kanker doesn't know how to answer. Uh, we flash forward again just briefly this time and we see Zuri sitting at a computer monitor. Uh, there's a there's a window open with like a, a blank, like a new message field with a, just a blank space um, and the address uh, in the in the two window says you know Screeg Fubbins at uh, webnet dot biz or whatever <laughs> the, I don't know how things work out for him. Um but it's it's a Screeg's address uh, and uh, the the blinking cursor is there in the um, body of the message and we just see Zuri staring at this this blank field with no idea how to put this into words and. The pale light of this computer monitor 
uh, illuminates Zuri's face in a white glow that changes color and brightens. And we are now in the present day as Zuri is being bathed in the many lights of the kindred, multi-kindred employee. Got it? Okay. Uh, uh, The many lights of the kindred employee multi-tainment hollow park. I got a red die for that scene. (laughs) What? (laughs) So we have finished act one, which means it is time for the tilt, which is a table of uh, random factors that might uh, disrupt our plans going forward and how everything will go horribly, horribly wrong. Everyone rolls the dice they've been given over the course of act one and adds the total of red dice and the total of green dice and subtracts the smaller number from the bigger number. Whichever the bigger number is, is the color you roll. We also do this again at the end of the whole game, right? Yeah, there's like another modified roll. Okay, let's just go around and say our our color and our number. Uh, I have rolled eight green. I have one green. I have nine red. (laughs) Five red. Two green. Okay, so Michael and Dave are our highest of each color. And they will each choose two things on the tilt table. Each, each person will get to choose a category, and then they will get to define the other person's category. Uh, so the six categories are mayhem, tragedy, innocence, guilt, paranoia, and failure. Okay, uh, starting off here, I'm going to pick the category mayhem. And I am going to choose innocence. Is the category. Nice, mayhem and innocence. Uh, and then Dave will define mine? Yes. Okay, so the thing I'm going to go with, cold-blooded score settling. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mayhem, cold-blooded score settling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for innocence, hmm, I am going with love rears its ugly head. Very good. <laughs> mm-hmm. We have our tilt. These are the factors that will shape the rest of the story. Will Tilo and Kanker square their debt? Will Tempo recapture the youth demographic? Will the Trev 14 be stolen? And if so, by whom? And why do Zuri and Skrieg both want this robot so, so badly? Find out in Act 2 of Fiasco, available in one week wherever you listen to Quantum Kickflip. Mm-hmm.